the me and these two jerks podcast they're idiots they're idiots with microphones i don't know how that happened me and these two jerks uh back again this week brought to you by our friends at prelude web and marketing uh jamie and kyle are here and uh guys i know sometimes it seems like we try and shy away from the big hot button topics but I think it's hard to ignore this one because I think we're going to have three differing opinions on this whole ordeal. And that is now that these businesses are saying, if you don't have a mask on, get the hell out. You're not coming into the business. And I'm interested to hear what y'all's takes are on this. Is this something that should be done? Should it be mandated more so, um, you know, from the mayor or the county commissioners or the governor or even hell, even the president? Should masks be something that is mandated? And how do you guys feel about local businesses mandating these things uh, to their patrons? Is it something that should happen? Let Jamie finish off his chips. Well, I, got some, <laughs> I got some chips. <laughs> hey, I got a bush light. Not the, uh, not the apple kind. I haven't gotten that yet. I got bush heavy. I've got a Diet Coke with vanilla from Sonic. Oh, not a sponsor this podcast, but they could be. Yeah, they could be. But do they? Ha- but do you have to wear masks? That's the big question. You don't really have to go into Sonic. No, they have a great concept right now. Yeah, they do. You can eat in your car. Well, it seems like anybody that has a drive-through has a great concept right now. So it's come out this week that to go to basically any box store, any grocery store, starting now, you've got to wear a mask. And I'm kind of torn on this. Gentlemen, I'm kind of torn for a couple of reasons. One, I'm not against the things. This is a terrible thing that the masks don't help because I do believe it does. I just question why the hell we're finally doing this four months into this pandemic. Well, I, Hang on, I got more chips. Uh, <laughs> he's getting his chips. I'll tell you what I think real fast. What I think happened is they wanted to flatten the curve. The curve flattened. They got things set up. Um, but what's happened is, is it's coming back as we reopened. And now that people are actually out and doing things, they've realized, hey, it's going to spread unless we get some masks on folks. And that's what they uh, are starting to do. And if I think people feel if this is what it takes to uh, be able to reopen everything, keep things open, I think is what we have to do. I can piggyback off that and say that I, I think that's probably accurate um, in the, from the standpoint that we, um, we flattened the curve and, and then when we opened things back up, they got worse. But I think you got to throw back in that the the mentality of the average American who doesn't want to be told what to do. Um, I mean, they're not just going to take the take you know put the mask back on or put it on to begin with um, because it's the right thing to do because somebody suggested it because you know Americans are like the average seventeen year old who knows everything. The moment you suggest it, they're like, I'm not doing that. That's that's stupid. Um, so at this point, I think the mandate is because we can't get out of our own way. It doesn't help. It's in the heat of summer, like there's a, I figure if this is winter and they say, Hey, why don't you wear a mask when you go out in public? I think a lot less people don't care, but when it's hot, it's allergy season. It's, you know, very humid. Um, it's just not a comfortable thing, especially if you're not used to doing it. So that's not helped either. I, in my opinion, at least it's an interesting take. I never considered the time of the year that we're in right now but I, I that makes sense if it's 30 degrees you're probably not that upset that you've got something covering your face you may even enjoy it because you know it's so dang cold outside but when it's 95 degrees with a heat index over 100 you're like this is pretty uncomfortable 
Although I could go the opposite way on that and say that in January, you don't really want to do things. There aren't things to do, at least in the volume that there are now. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to do the damn things, wear the mask. Right. Like, yeah. That's what I don't get. Like, here's, here's the opportunity to do a few more things now than you could say two months ago. Just wear the mask. So let me ask you guys this. As far as where you are employed, what is the masking policy right now? You don't have to disclose where, where we all work or any of that kind of thing. What is the, the, the policy that you guys are kind of sticking to? As, as employees, we have to wear the masks when we're in public spaces. If we're in, um, if we're in like our own office, mm-hmm. we don't have to. Gotcha. Kyle, what about you? Yeah, if I'm in my office, I'm not wearing one because I've got a very large office and nobody else is like within, you know, uh, 25 feet of me. I'm in um, <laughs> But when we're out meeting with customers or in the field at all, or if we're in a tight space, we're all, we all have uh, masks the company got for us that we yeah. uh, put on. And, you know, it, we've got folks that are entering manufacturing facilities and hospitals and nursing homes and and so we have all kinds of ppe that that when we go out and meet customers that we have to to uh use yeah it's kind of the same way um you know my place it's kind of up to the customer if a customer walks in and is wearing a mask you know we're encouraged to follow suit or at least engage with that customer and say hey do you prefer i wear a mask if they say yes then we put one on if they say we don't care then whatever um and of course we're taking you know things to uh, steps to try and disinfect, you know, the desks and whatnot in between each customer cars that are test driven and things like that. So, um, there are some things going out there, but I'm, uh, are, are you guys wearing masks when you go out to places that aren't necessarily mandated? I'm oh, wearing yeah. them everywhere except for a rat. Like if I go to a sit down restaurant, which has been about four times, maybe, um, I don't wear it in there unless there's a wait. But if we're going to any kind of a store or if I'm going to the gas station, drugstore, whatever, I'm masking up myself. Yeah, I'm the same way. I haven't gone to many sit-down restaurants. Even then, I've worn it like in the kind of commonplace um, and then not when we sat down. In fact, we went to um, um, we went to Youth Sports a couple of weeks ago, um, which we could question. Mm-hmm. We did go to Youth Sports, and we wore – I mean, it's outdoor space – um, we wore the mask as we were kind of like bottlenecking through the entrance and and whatnot. Um, and then when we got away from people, kind of carved out our own little space, then we took the mask off. We were, you know, two of the handful. I mean, if there were 100 people there, I'd say maybe 12 masks um, wow. and the rest of them not. But I'll tell you, one place I don't wear a mask is when I'm eating my chips. There you go. Or drinking your Bush diesel. That's really hard. <laughs> So I, I, I think I am the opposite of the two of you guys. I really have not we know masked up at all um, when I've been going out. Now, a couple of times of work, if customers have requested it, fine. Um, I've gone to a couple of establishments that have required it, fine. Um, I am of the opinion that I, like, I'm not going to, to go on social media and complain about having to wear a mask i understand their point and i respect these businesses abilities to make rules that apply to their private enterprise if all these big box stores say hey to come into my place then you've got to wear a mask fine it's their choice to do that as much as it is our choice to go to that place so i have you like don't go to social media and go well i'm just not going to shop there hell anymore. no 
Because I know at some point I'm going to have to go to Walmart. I'm going to have to go to Kroger. I'm going to have to go to one of these places. Just write them all off. No, you can't do that. Yeah, but one person isn't going to to make that big of an effect on any of those multi-billion dollar companies. It's just not. And you going on social media and looking like a fool isn't helping anything either. But yeah, it's helping us know that you're you're probably a crazy person. Right. Now, I think one thing that was interesting, um, a local grocery store, and Kyle, I just saw you share this post uh, on Facebook a few minutes ago, uh, had an interesting take on the masking policy. Now, they are not asking or requiring patrons to mask up. Well, I'm going to tell you why they did that, and they didn't say this. So I guess this may be a bit of an assumption, but Walmart has a huge legal team. So if somebody sues them for making them wear a mask, you know, they can handle that situation. A small local company doesn't have that same corporate attorney structure where they can just, you know, fight frivolous stuff. Maybe an employee got over aggressive, you know, putting a policy into place. So unless there's a physical law in the books, it's small. It's really difficult for a small company to require that if you're a public grocery store like that. So I totally get where they're coming from. They're admitting, hey, we, we really would appreciate everybody wearing a mask, um, but we can't enforce it. Um, we don't want customers confronting other customers. So they're just being honest. They're saying, hey, if you don't feel comfortable, we've got pickup, we've got delivery services, and we do that all in-house ourselves. I'm not sure they could have explained their, their, their situation any better. Um, and as much as I support everybody wearing a mask going to the store, we need to do it. I also support what they put out tonight. Um, I think it's, it was a very thorough statement. It made a lot of sense to me. I would even add to that that the, the local grocery store who did that versus, say, the Walmart, um, my opinion would be that the clientele oh, yeah. is very different. Well, that's a good and point. So the, the clientele there, um, I think you probably got a, a lot of mask wearers anyway. Um, and then a lot of people who probably wouldn't raise the stink. I think if you were going to put out a statement, and you're right, they did it very well. But if you're going to put out a statement, I think that's the place that you that you can probably get around that. I think if you go to Walmart and say, do it however you want, you're going to have a lot more problems. I never really even thought about it, though, from a legal perspective. That was a phenomenal point because, you know, the legal team at Walmart has they're, they're, they're fighting frivolous, baseless lawsuits Every day of the week, yeah, but uh, string it out until you, you know, until the person who has filed the lawsuit just simply can't afford it anymore. Um, where a local establishment can't take that risk, and I thought that was inter- That's an interesting point. I never even thought about it from that perspective. Um, they can't risk the confrontation and something happening, and then a lawsuit breaking out. I, makes makes complete sense. What? I mean, liability is a huge issue, and I'm sidebarring for a second, but as some, uh, some different like events and festivals and stuff have been canceled you know, over the last few weeks, I've read, now I got lost in the Facebook comments, <laughs> that in and of itself is an issue, but where people would go, they're comparing, they go, oh, well, we're allowed to have A, but we can't have B, and in their mind, they're like, it's, they're, both, you know, they're both events, and what I've replied to several of them similar to what Kyle just said. Like what you're missing is that, you know, A is a giant whatever and B is like an event run by a small LLC run by a singular person or whatever it is. And it becomes a liability issue, you know, the same kind of thing. It's not just that we didn't want to have the county fair and we're allowed to have the the summer fest or whatever. It's whether or not you want to take on 
that heavy weight. Which I was shocked here locally when, you know, they, they pretty much ix- n- nixed the, the county fair, but then, you know, the city decided to have their deal anyway. Um, but I think another example of that is, say, no county fair, but we can have the, the Indy 500 coming up next next week or next month, rather. But they just came out and said 25% capacity. But think of what 25% capacity on the grounds of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway means versus crowding the, the local fairgrounds, you know, for a funnel cake and a, you know, ride on the Ferris wheel. That's a huge, <laughs> huge difference. Sure. Sure. And it's a, I mean, it's a heck of a lot of people. Although and you're going to, you're going to see too, they, they, they talked in the next, you know, stimulus relief package. You're going to try to build in some kind of a buffer for corporations and governments and schools to where people can't sue them um, for how they handle their coronavirus. So when that happens, then you may see some more smaller people or smaller companies, local companies say, all right, you can't sue me now for, for putting a mask rule into place or not into place. You know, we can do the policy the way we want to do it. So I, th- I think it'll be a changing thing over the next several months. I don't think we'll have to wear masks forever. No. I wouldn't be surprised if we're wearing them through Halloween or Thanksgiving, though. We should wear them through Halloween. Let's be serious. Yeah. yeah. Eric should wear one all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's probably true, too. Yeah. Can't, can't yeah. go wrong there. I mean, I uh, can't argue with that. But I, I think I we would should be all so- actually start wearing them, um, get them made with each other's faces on them. So they never know which one of the jerks we are, right? So, yeah. So I'll I think aisle for a little bit and Kyle walks around as Eric and Eric walks around as me. You, nobody wants that. A, a, a Jamie COVID quarantine video about face mask education because there's a lot of people that don't do them right. No, it's I've like a lot this week, like especially with it being so hot and humid. Like if you get sweat inside of it, you instantly need to change it and wash it. Don't reuse it. Like even after it dries out a half an hour later, if you like sweat in your mask, it's actually worse for you to put it back on than actually not wearing anything. So there's been a lot of that happening this week. You're just like a damn doctor. Well, yeah, it's a, it's an important thing. So um, a lot of folks have trouble with it. Some people have health conditions. They can't wear masks. And that's that's the other thing, people. When you're in public and you see somebody not wearing a mask, a lot of us are going to assume, look at that asshole over there not wearing a mask. But you can't instantly do that because there could be maybe they've got bad asthma, maybe they've got really bad allergies, maybe they have a heart issue, and they really can't wear it. That's an issue too. What do we do with those folks? I completely agree with that. Although most of those situations, and I don't have numbers in front of me, but most of those situations, I mean, there's a reason that like we you talk about exceptions because you know they're a small percentage of the whole. Although, doesn't it feel like you know a ridiculous number of people who have an ailment? that causes them to not be able to wear a mask. Like, <laughs> like if it's, you know, 10% or 20% or whatever it is that can't wear the mask, like all of a sudden, like half the people I know can't wear a mask for some reason. I'm afraid that the mask thing is going to turn into the, I need a therapy animal phenomenon where everybody and their brother comes up yeah. with an idea that they need it's a freaking dog. My, you know, it, no, it's my miracle or my uh, my therapy hedgehog. Yeah, you know, because they're whatever ailment. You know, I think that has been one thing that has been incredibly abused over the last couple of years, and I have a feeling that depending upon how long this mask thing goes on, going to be kind of the same deal. It's going to get can abused. We, can we be a little bit honest? Can we kind of somewhat blame the resurgence of this thing on people going to vacation and coming back? Like I know there's something on the news. There's a small county in the Illinois side of the state of this Wabash Valley area. And they're like, yeah, we only had a couple of cases and people started going on vacations and they brought it all back with them. And they're tracing it. I mean, for people going on vacation. 
Um, I mean, I don't know where just, those I don't know where those people went, but I I mean, for weeks they've been saying there were hot spots in places like Florida, you know, a popular yeah. vacation for around us. So maybe if you were going on vacation to you know Iowa, I don't know why you would. I don't but, know why you would. You know, Maybe yeah. I mean maybe if you were going to a lake somewhere, visiting some family or something like if that, doing a different Florida kind of vacation, or New Orleans, or somewhere like in Texas, something like that. Don't you think you could just maybe just all right, let's cancel it and do it next year? I mean, it seems wise, but clearly people weren't. They were looking at the news, going, "Well, there's a bunch of red down there in Florida. I should go. Let's go try that out. See what happens. Yeah. Let's go. You know, but it's, the thing is, everybody has their own their own like they give themselves their own out. Like we're gonna go, but we're going to just stay on the beach and stay socially distance there house and we're not going to eat no. out. We're going to grill out, you know, no, you're still stopping in gas station. You're still going potty at the rest area. Or you were on the airplane the state saying, Hey, if you're in this state, you can't like, for example, Indiana today got put on the New York band list. So if you want to go to New York and you're coming from Indiana, you have to quarantine 14 days before you can do anything in New York. And we're not that bad here compared to Florida or Georgia or Texas. So you're going to start having more states do that. What happens if Illinois does that or Indiana does that to Illinois? Well, the people that that live here and work over there or vice versa, that's going to suck. Now, I will say this, and, you know, this is like the the mask people say this, you know, how do you enforce that? How do you, you know, how do you do this? But literally, not that I'm typically one of those people, but how do you enforce that? I could see where you could like check somebody's ID in the airport and say, hey, you're from the wrong state. You can't fly there. But how do you how do you stop somebody from driving across the state line? Oh, do you have checkpoints at every interstate and every? I mean, there's that's impossible. You can't have checkpoints at every interstate and every back roads highway that crosses the state line. That's just not that's not I mean, possible. It's, to me, it's a way to try to discourage people from taking trips, and I get it. Now that's um, probably smart. You shouldn't have to discourage people right now from not taking a trip. I, I you know some people are dead set. Oh, I might lose my hundred dollars security deposit. Whatever. Um, to me, if you're taking a vacation right now and you're not practicing any kind of safety measures, you're doing all of us a big disservice, in my opinion. Did you say duty? Disservice. Disservice. But, I, you know, I think there's also those people that are going to ignore all of the signs and ignore all of the recommendations and whatnot and go, you're not telling me how to live my life. You're not putting that stuff on me. You can't tell me that I can't go to X, Y, and Z, or I can't travel to here and go experience that and can't go to whatever event. There's those people out there that aren't going to listen to any of this shit and going to do what they want to do anyway. And are those the people that are going to uh, not allow us to flatten the curve and, you know, finally get out of this whole disaster and get back to a normalcy? Well, that's where like these these jokes have come in. And, and currently it's a you know, the it's the Democrats. And, and at least if you listen to, to social media, it's the Democrats who are pushing all this stuff and the Republicans who don't want to do it, uh, whether that's true or not. But some of the jokes that have come out of it have been like, you know, hey, if only President Obama would say, uh, you know, that uh, that masks are terrible, then uh, everybody be wearing them. All the, the anti Obama people well, the, the or the South would say they made it political. And it, it, it's when the protesting started being a, a big popular deal. And they said, well, it's okay to not do that social distancing if you're protesting. But everything else, you have to social distance. That's what I think made a big divide. I think it's dumb. It's even a political thing anyways. It should just be a thing where, hey, uh, we're in this together. Let's get through it. Let's uh, get kids back to school, people back to work, economy moving. And then you can all you know, debate who was right and wrong. But, um, you know, 
the start of it, you can blame on vacations. I think you can blame in the bigger cities. You can blame it on the protests. I think it's a lot of ingredients that have come together. And don't forget, they told us from the beginning that there would be a second wave. Mm-hmm. I think it came a little earlier than they thought it would. Uh, but it wasn't. Well, yeah, because we're idiots. Yeah. Here's my problem. Smart. I don't know who to believe whenever I read anything on the Internet, whenever I listen or, you know, regardless of what TV network may be on or they say this, those people say that I'm not sure what's right and what's wrong and what's what the hell is even really happening. I mean, it said today, I can't remember what state it was that reported X amount of deaths due to COVID-19. And then it turns around and says, oh, those weren't really COVID deaths. So it's the the numbers being skewed. The right stuff's not even being reported. So I'm not even sure who to believe. You know, President Trump comes out and says this. Then the Democrats come out and say that. And I don't want to turn this into a Republican versus Democrat conversation because that's not going to do any of us any good. Because I agree with what Kyle just said that when it went political is when we went when this whole thing started going down the tubes anyway. But I don't know what to believe. I don't know if that statistic is true. And I think that's the problem the media has portrayed to us. We don't trust them anymore. No, of course not. No. Why would you? It's the whole media. How much better would all this be? And I said this the other day. If media wasn't on Facebook, they weren't on Twitter trying to get clicks. Um, reporters weren't trying to make themselves famous. It just reporting the news on TV or radio or the newspaper. I think so much division would go away. Okay, you know, so the, all three of us have been in the media at some point in our lives or, or and whatnot. When did it become that it was more important to be first than it was to be right? When we started I mean, re- rewarding that, right? Yeah, you know, and when it became instead of getting revenue from over the air ads it's revenue from clicks and from sponsorships and things like that and you right, know, even, i would even say before social media once the internet because there's you know there's like well, i don't know what this five minute five minute yeah. five year window or so where where like the internet really had its rise you know in the early 2000s but social media wasn't really a thing yet right even then like throwing something out on your is you know as a the headline on your on your website and then you know to get all the clicks and then later on go yeah well maybe not um that was still advantageous for them until we until that becomes such a detractor until we look at you know sally smith or whoever sally smith of xyz news who put out the wrong thing and like really hammer them Mm -hmm. then i i don't the the reward of maybe being right is so much greater than the risk of being wrong because that that leaves itself in the 24-hour cycle I mean, one of the biggest examples when I was still doing radio that I remember um, where I was more worried about being right than being first was when Michael Jackson died. I was on the air and I wasn't touching that subject with a 10 foot pole as far as talking about it until I saw it from, you know, the Associated Press or something like that, that it was right because, you know, all those other gossip websites were saying stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going down that rabbit hole until I know for a fact that that was true. But I don't think I think that kind of mentality has gone way to the wayside. And well, no, because th- it doesn't I matter what you in that context right there in in radio, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, you were going to be the one to break that story. Right now, there's people on Twitter all the time. And so if you in any way feel like you want to be the one where they go, I heard that on the radio mm-hmm. and attribute that to you, then you've got to you got to be first. You got to jump in, right out there. But in that specific instance, I was more worried about being right 
than I was about being first. I mean, I knew based on, you know, the other radio stations around uh, this area that I probably was going to be first because I was pretty sure I was about the only one live in the studio at that point in time. But it, it was just when did the mentality change that it's more important to be first than right? And why are we allowing that? And that has totally changed. I think the believability of our media and the, um, you know, the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The credibility that they have that the shit they're spewing is right. Cause I don't know if all this COVID stuff is right. I don't know. That's my problem. It's like they tell you that you've got to do X, Y, and Z, but who says who? Because the other network is telling you the damn opposite, or so it seems. Well, and the irony to me is that the the folks you and I know on social media are screaming the same things. Media doesn't tell us the truth, blah, blah, blah. And then they're the ones sharing a thing the moment they see it. Yes. You know, um, You're part the of the problem. You're perpetuating the damn thing you said you hate. Yeah, you said, well... If you're if you know if, if if you're a Democrat, you don't believe a damn thing Fox News says. If you're a Republican, you don't believe a damn thing MSNBC says. But as soon as one of those sides says something you don't agree with, you're sharing that stuff, and then all you're and doing likewise. is causing the trouble. And then if they share something you love that you can't wait to hit the share button either, um, absolutely, you're totally causing the trouble. But uh, but it goes to about anything, and you know, circling it back to what this whole topic was about. I, I'm not saying that the mask thing is bad or, or that we shouldn't be doing that. It's just one person says this the next person says this. I, I don't know. I don't Here's feel I can't I'm educated to figure it thing, out. Though. We can debate whether or not we should open schools. We can debate whether or not, you know, sports leagues and various businesses and stuff should have shut down three or four months ago and people should have been quarantined. We can debate because there are like serious ramifications from an economic standpoint, maybe not more serious than people's lives, but, you know, serious ramifications as far as whether or not, you know, businesses still exist and people still have jobs and livelihoods and all that sort of stuff. For the most part, with the exception of the asterisk people who have health problems, I can't figure out what the long term freaking problem is with a piece of cloth on your face. Yeah, I can't either. You know, yeah. like. It ain't going to affect your bank account. It's not affecting your job. It's not affecting anything. In fact, people are actually saying, you've got to decide whether you believe them or not. People are actually saying, like, hey, we'll get back to little Timmy playing baseball if we can get rid of this thing. So wear the damn mask. I can't figure out where the, other than it's political and people just don't want to believe that side of it. Like, what's the negative ramification? If you get to the end of it and they go, hey, masks weren't actually that big a deal. Never mind, psych. Then you had six months of a piece of cloth on your face. Right. I'm just, you know, uh, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, I know. I know I am. Say that, it again. Why don't you wear them, Eric? Come on, man. Um, I, it, it's just, I, I don't know. It's, I think it goes back to. You watch Fox News too much. I don't watch any news. That's the problem. And I think, you know, that may be my problem on a couple of different things because I get most of my information from social media, it seems like, because that's the yeah, most. that's bad. And, and it's just not, you know, that's not good either, but. I've kind of told know. myself I'm not going to, to um, say anything to people not wearing a mask. But if you're not wearing a mask and you're up on my backside or you get within like, you know, a step or two from me, I'm going to shoot you the dirtiest look I can. And I think that's okay. See, I had a guy in the store last week 
who, and I, I find myself doing that. I feel like everybody should be wearing masks. And I, you know, I, I think as people, you're just, you're judgy about whatever things you oh, yeah. find important and, and aren't. So I, I catch myself thinking it and then I, I pause. I never say anything. I pause and I think, you know, no different than like the mom in, in Walmart who might yell at her kid or something. And you're like, oh, she's a terrible mom. You might think right. that for a second. And the reality is you don't, you don't have any idea what led to that. You don't have any idea how many times she's told that kid to whatever. Um, so I, I think it and then I don't say anything. But there was a guy last week who I could hear him from, I mean, 40 or 50 feet away, just kind of carrying on as he got closer. Uh, I could hear him like, you know, um, telling his kids who are with him to essentially look around and look at all the idiots wearing masks. Oh. And that guy, like, if, if we would have been, you know how you, you find people in the store where, like, you kind of come in at the same time and, you, you know, you hit each other in produce and mm-hmm. then again on aisle six and whatnot. Like, if we had done that, by the time I'd have gotten to dairy, like, I'd have let him have it. Because, <laughs> I, you know what, have your own dumb opinion if you want. But, like, he was, like, sort of indoctrinating these kids into, like, hating the mask wearers. And of course, kids, I mean, as kids, your parents tell you stuff. And for the most part, you're like, right on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know what? Have your dumb, own dumb ideas. But like to be so emphatic with, you know, these kids that are all under 10, um, I really felt like yelling at the dude. Well, I didn't, but I, I, mean, I don't I have felt kids, like it. so I know I don't have the great, the great thing here. I still think it's stupid to take your kids to the store. Yeah. I think it's stupid. It's elderly <laughs> folks to the store so they can shop with you. Honestly, I feel like even if you're a couple going to the store together, you should do that. Why risk that? One person can go to the store and get what you need for your household. Right. You don't need to take the whole family. I saw a guy going into Menards on an oxygen tank the other day. I mean, why? Surely there's somebody that can go pick up his, you know, trash bags or whatever he was getting. Um, no way. If you know somebody that has an issue, be nice and, and take care of that, those errands for him. Okay, a couple of things to both of your points. One, I would never be the guy that would actually confront somebody for not doing what I think they should be doing. I don't know why you would ever do that. It's not it's not my business if I'm walking through Kroger or Walmart or whatever and you know, say something to you for not wearing a mask or wearing a mask, whatever the opposite is of, you know, whatever I tend to be doing. That's not my place to do that. I would never do that. Two, at what point, Kyle, to awkward way to state that. Yeah, I know. Kyle, to your point, at what point do you do these people that have been held up in their house for months on end just go, I've got to get out of these damn walls and go do something. When can you do that? Walk down the block. Just don't go to just don't go shopping is what you're saying. It's, you know, you have tight aisles. If you're not going to wear a mask, if you're not going to wash your hands, if you're not going to social distance, then you have no responsibility or right to go to a store, in my opinion. I would agree with that. I think if you are the person who's been, you know, cooped up for months and you're like, I want to go out, then I think you should go out following the social mores that have been created. Like, like wear the damn mask. I think you, that that hard. Kyle, I think you used an interesting word there. Um, you don't have the right. I think that's an interesting choice of words to say, um, to, to, to say something like that. It's like, I don't have the right to go to out in public or do this. Expand on that a little bit. What, what do you mean by, by right? Right. I mean, I, I feel that it's extremely wrong for you to put other folks at risk. 
We're trying to, you know, my, my whole thing is to try to get everybody back to normal. I want to do whatever we have to do to get back to normal. So if that's masks, um, if everybody needs to wash their hands five more times a day, if we need to let the, you know, do extra things for our elderly neighbors or family members, let's do it. Um, and if you're going to just blatantly ignore all that, and oh, I have every right to be here too. I just say it's not respectful to your community. Number one, it's not respectful to the people that are still working in the stores, you know, and maybe my, my viewpoint's a little different because I worked through this whole thing and worked a lot harder than I normally have to work to get my folks through this thing. And, you know, I know people are, are just worn out. They're exhausted. I didn't, I didn't have, you know, the three months locked in the house. So I don't want to, you know, keep this up. I want to, things to get back to normal as best I can. And this is our best way to do it. And if people just are going to blatantly ignore it and not care, maybe they're off getting their 600 bucks a week extra. Um, to me, it's just disrespectful to not just yourself, but your community. And I think uh, it could be easily avoided. Kyle's got vacation days to use. I want to go on vacation. <laughs> some point. Come on, people. Seriously. Let's get this wrapped up. Will it ever be wrapped up? Oh, it will. Be. Oh, it'll be wrapped up November 6th. Yep. That's I love yeah. that. That's what I, I read on social media. I love that idea that says that as soon as the presidential election is over and regardless of which way it goes, that all of a sudden COVID-19 will cease to exist November 7th. I, oh. <laughs> it'll be yeah. interesting that that actually plays well, out. And, and it, all indications point that it's going to be a vaccine somewhere right around that time frame. How? Okay. How the hell can they just pull a vaccine out of their ass in this short a period of time? Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. I think, well, it's money. I mean, the government's given so much money to these companies and, you know, they got to work on it. Okay. So if they roll out a vaccine by November or whatever, are you guys getting it? I'm not going to be the first one. You're not going to be in the first person in line at the the one minute clinic to get the the needle yeah. in your arm to get the to get this, huh? Oh, yeah. and don't kid you. I mean, they're going to at first. It's going to be those that are diabetic or more you know, at risk, underlying health conditions. They'll be the first ones to get it, and then from there they'll, you know, make it more available. It'll roll out to to us common folk. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I guess I don't understand how they could pull a vaccine and put it together that quick but you know they I don't understand how folks months. think that like the entire world is or has gone through this and that it's some sort of um liberal hoax true <laughs> like it's I so think, well coordinated with it's the, a hoax. the globe i think it's more more or less the people think the hoaxy thing is the amount of cases uh percent positive the, the deaths, I mean, we've seen, you know, I saw there was a guy that died on a motorcycle wreck and they chalked it up to COVID because they said if he wasn't for COVID, he would have been at work at that point in time. He wouldn't have been on a motorcycle. So they counted it as a COVID death. Stuff like that is what people are thinking is making this sound like a hoax. Um, I think because that is, that, that is hurting people's belief in the system. They don't yeah, trust and, it. And I but don't, don't like, you think, I, I think that's completely wrong, but don't you think that that's not unlike the the 
the folks who like the mask, the, the, I have a, a condition, so I can't wear the mask. So instead of that being like 10% of the population, everybody has a condition. And so they can't wear a mask that yeah. like, they're like, we've taken that one instance, which is awful. And we've spread that around a million times. Yeah. And we go, uh, do you remember the motorcycle thing? Um, like, okay. So there's one that got screwed up. I get it. Maybe there's been 10 that got screwed up. Maybe there's been 50. Hell, I don't know. But like when you listen to the, to the medical professionals who are like, oh, this shit sucks. <laughs> like our ICU is, is packed and we're listening to people like barely breathe. I mean, I've seen enough of those, you know, like, like personal type, uh, like Facebook posts, like, Hey, this is, you know, 40 year old Barry in Ohio is one of my friends. He got it and he's still alive. He survived with my quote fingers, but, um, like he's not exactly doing well. Right. Yeah. I don't get how you think it's a hoax. So with that said, and supposedly the, the curve no longer being flat and we're, we're, we're jumping the curve back up. Why have we not seen, you know, remember when this first came to light, there are tents in hospital parking lots. They are converting parking garages into triage centers. Why is that craze not starting again? They've learned more on how to treat. They, at the beginning, they were putting everybody on ventilators, and they've learned that um, you don't have to do that with all these cases. The average hospital stays been cut in half. Um, they've got more treatments and therapeutics that they know when to use them. So that's helped. I mean, some of the big cities are having problems. I saw, you know, like I think Houston's bringing in oh, yeah, refrigerated trucks back. again. Um, but for the most part, doctors have learned a lot about it, what to, how to how to do it, um, and uh, have improved their treatments of it. So, you know, I think the death, the mortality rates, obviously going down still, which is a good thing. You know, the thing that gets me is like, all right, so there'll be like six positive cases in, in Terre Haute, in Vigo County. Well, now they'll say there's 320 active cases. No, there's not because of that 320, 275 or. 290 have gotten over it mm-hmm. um, but you still see 300 active cases that's that's something they need to clean up in my opinion it's you know escalating fears and numbers and things like that because if you really think about it say Vigo County is what 80,000 60,000 folks right. like roughly maybe probably maybe 100 in the whole county I don't know so say 10 half it right now in the county um and of those 10, most likely, hopefully, all will be just fine. Um, you know, is it worse than like a flu or bad pneumonia? Well, I think that's what a lot of people are saying. You know, you see, yeah. again, I go back to uh, a meme I was floating around, and that's not the right place to get your information. Oh. But it's like, you know, H1N1 had so many more uh, cases than COVID-19. And where were the shutdowns and the masks and all that stuff back then? You're going to start seeing, you know, our daily death rate in the in the world right now is actually lower than an average year. Like people that die on a daily basis across the globe. Because mm-hmm. um, everyone's at home. Well, yeah. But what you're going to start having here in the next couple of months, you're going to have people that have blood pressure messed up they didn't know about or develop heart conditions because they're just sitting at home on the couch or other health issues are going to crop up on them. They haven't been going to get checked out. Like if you got a sniffle right now and you don't have a fever, um, do you risk going to the doctor? No, no. You know, if I don't normally a, go to the doctor if I have that anyway, unless it lingers around for a while. You know, if you've got a stomach that's, uh, you know, 
a little tender right now, but nothing else is wrong with you. You're going to get that checked out. If you've got a funny-looking mole on your backside, are you going to go get that checked out? No. You don't want to go to the doctor's office right now because you don't want to uh, possibly catch something. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a whole, you know, I think it's going to be a big issue. And, you, know, you talk about kids with school, that that's going to be an issue in the fall. Uh, to me, the schools really have wasted all summer not developing solid plans. Every other industry's had to to come up with uh, plans and how to, you know, change the way they do things. And, and schools have just kind of waited, hoping this thing would disappear. And all of a sudden, here we are getting into August, and they're like, oh, we don't have a plan. So to me, that's going to be a challenge because, you know, you think about, you know, oh, the kids can homeschool. Yeah, in, in, in many people's cases, yes. But think about the kids whose parents don't do a good job of being a parent in the first place. They don't have food for the kids at home. They don't have internet for the kids at home. Those kids are going to get left behind big time. And for us to, go, you know, spend the last six months dealing with this pandemic and the schools haven't thought of a way to adapt yet, it's kind of crazy to me. I think it's a little bit twofold. I think that our particular school district is um, a decent size, which makes it tricky because um, one size, it doesn't fit all in this, mm-hmm. as, a, as you just described. And then I think the other thing that's tricky is uh, actually two more things. One is that not only is it, is it uh, a decent size, but it's a good mix of urban and rural. So some of the other logistical issues that probably come up um, that I think you sort of alluded to, it's not a one size fits all. And then there's there's the moving target of uh, you know of of COVID and what you're supposed to be doing and you know what you're supposed to be doing now is not the same thing you were doing a month ago in in theory um, and probably a month from now. So I think all those things come into play. Um, I do think that our district probably was a little late in getting the 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 plan out and they just updated it again today. So it's been out like a week and then they just came back and said, all right, now there's a new plan. You know, to me, you know, as we got into like say Fourth of July, and it looked like things were starting to pick back up. Why some of these school districts wouldn't just say, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna push everything until September first. We're gonna develop a plan by August first and give all the parents a month to figure out." You know, I've seen like school districts. Oh, we're gonna have the kids come to school ten to two on Tuesdays and Fridays. What parents gonna be able to accommodate that? You know? Yeah. And if we're going to send them back, send them back all five days. I don't get the, oh, we're just going to have them in there three days a week. If you're going to mix them three days a week, send them What's two more days? Yeah. Um, It's actually 60% more time or 40% more time, rather. Yeah, but they're already all mixed in anyways. Well, but the whole whole idea is to to reduce the number of times. You're right, but the whole idea is to reduce the number of times, which is why you advocate for going to the store once a month and not taking everybody in your family. It just exponentially increases the risk if you go more than once a week and you go with five of your family members more than once a week. So it's the same idea. And if you can, if you can minimize that. I think one of the problems with, with locally too, is we've been so far behind in technology for these kids that they just don't have the, there's kids that don't have the ability at home to to do learning at home. Now I've heard rumors that supposedly all the kids are going to get Chromebooks or whatever, you know, on the first day of school and whatnot. But where did we miss the boat with equipping these kids with the technology they need to be able to learn outside of the school building? I mean, I, I think you're right, and that we have we are behind the eight ball on that. 
um, in our particular district. I do think that this is a situation where in many cases, the bigger you are, the easier it is to, to do things because you have more resources. I think this particular case, um, the idea of, of equipping with, you know, tablets or Chromebooks or whatever, being big might actually be detrimental. You know, if you're a school corporation of a couple thousand kids, I think that's easier to figure out than when you're a school corporation of whatever, 15 or 16,000 kids. Mm-hmm. The I think Chromebooks that, don't do any good if the parents don't have internet. True. Or if you're in a rural area where you don't have high-speed internet, what's a Chromebook going to do for your kids? Well, the unfortunate thing is there's no perfect answer. There's no, no, there's there, there's no perfect solution. There's a lot of adaptions. Honestly, if you ask me, I think kids, I think the K through 5, I think it's safe to send those kids back to school. You get to middle school, high school... That well, there's so much. There's so much extracurriculars. Yeah, that start with to me, middle school, any, high school. Anybody that thought the idea of of restarting high school football right now, uh, asinine. I mean, yeah. why would you even think that's okay to to even try to do? Got to get back to our normal lives, Kyle. Well, yeah. <laughs> the NFL hasn't figured out how to do it yet. What makes a high school athletic director think it's okay? I mean, the folks a couple of weeks ago who said, you know, hey, and I know the NBA just had a, a good week since mm-hmm. they got to their bubble. But previous to that, the folks that were like, hey, the NBA and, and baseball were trying to, you know, they got all the resources in the world to protect mm-hmm. this, you know, billion dollar industry. And they're not able to weed out COVID. They're, you know, they're having folks like Freddie Freeman get sick. Um, and then you lend itself to a local school who doesn't have nearly the resources that the NBA does. Um <laughs> And, and think that, you know, the second grade teacher there is going to be able to ward it off while teaching second grade and monitoring now an online thing that didn't exist, you know, before and figuring out who's going to be here on Tuesday versus Wednesday. Um, I mean, that's a pretty tall order. Yeah. I mean, you're just putting more and more on these, uh, you know, poor teachers' lap that are, you know, probably so far in the dark about what's really going to happen and how they're supposed to approach it anyway. So let's make it even more difficult for him. I'm kind of with you, Jamie. I think, you know, I, I think step one is figuring out how to get the kids back to school for the academic part and then maybe take the year off of the athletic side. Let's, let's do one thing at a time. Do football I mean, in the spring if you want to. Do what? Do football in the spring if you have to. Or just skip it. What? I thought this with with NBA and, and and everything else that had their their season cut short and whatever, and I and understand the big money, the billion millions and billions of dollars. Just cut it. You cut your losses and move on to the next season. Be done with it. Figure it out for the next to start the next season. But yeah. you know, I, I, any any big decision that is ever made in the history of time and will be made from now on has collateral damage. Right. Let's just it okay? post it on Facebook. And we'll let all the Terra Hoshans comment on it <laughs> and vote on it, and we'll just go through whatever they say. I'm I mean, sure that's going to go well. Like, if you ever read the Channel 7 Plus 3 Facebook page, the comment section. I probably would get dumber if I did that. So Yeah, it's awful. That's a bigger rabbit hole to fall down into than, than when you fire up TikTok, but that's a discussion for another time. Well, we've talked way too long about this. That's true, but it was damn ass people. Come on, but it was a good discussion. I thought wear the mask for the and by people. We mean you, Eric. Yeah, I know for real, Eric. Wear we the damn see, mask. We can see you right now. You are one fugly dude. Yeah. <laughs> it might it you might could, make me look you better. Could I don't know from a mask. <laughs> right. Thanks, guys. I feel the love. You probably would sell more cars if you wore a mask. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's been pretty good lately, so I you know I'm not sure, but. 
uh, interesting discussion. I wanted to bring that up to you guys because I thought we would have, um, you know, three differing opinions on it. And I think we kind of did um, for the most part. So I, I would pretty much think it's me and Kyle versus you. Not really. I, <laughs> I'm not anti-mask by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not. If you if I then why if, aren't you wearing it? You don't have one on right now. Why would I wear one right now in, in the privacy of my own home? You just said I don't wear. I've only worn it a couple of occasions, like when I've gone to Lowe's. But on the, the other side when of it, when they make me, I really haven't gone work. anywhere. I go to work. That's it. So, lead but, by uh, example, Eric. Yeah. Who says? What's the fun in that? I I wish you still were in radio because you know masks would be a promotional item at this point. <laughs> Everybody, and, and, and be caller number nine, win a mask, <laughs> and you'd be at some <laughs> some event somewhere at Walmart or something, and you'd like they'd be like, I know we don't want to wear the mask, Eric, but you have to. We need to promote. Good yeah, we got to give them away, and you have to wear the promotional things to so wear the mask. You'd be like, but I don't want to. I, I'm still uh, friends with enough. Me. I'm still friends with enough radio folks on Facebook that I've seen there are people out there doing that. Those have been constitutional a constitutional right. Those have been a big uh, promotional, a promotional thing for about anybody. So you'd have never made it. Yeah. Well, I'm not in radio anymore, so evidently I didn't anyway. So what's the difference? <laughs> anyway, hit the website, mean these two jerks.com and uh, check out all of our previous episodes, all the uh, podcasting networks as well. Prelude web and marketing, uh, put our website together. Thanks to them. Uh, guys, it was fun. Get out there and wear uh, and to quote quiet Kyle, wear your damn masks, right? I, I'm going to get out there and take pictures of Eric not wearing his mask. Yeah. 